Hey everyone, my name is Maggie Tang. And I'm Elena Cho. And welcome to Gourmand, a show set on empowering the next generation of food lovers and leaders. So today we're sitting down with Petra Paredes, who is the co-owner and head baker at Petey's Pie Company in New York. Uh, They have two locations, one in the Lower East Side and one in Brooklyn. Uh, So welcome, Petra. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Excited to have you. So jumping right in, we always like to start by kind of asking about our guests' upbringings and how food fed into your childhood. And I know I read that you grew up in a pie baking family, so I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I grew up in a pie baking family and my family is still doing that for a living. Um, <laughs> um, uh, by the time I was born, my parents had sort of a big um, warehouse type space and they made um, a lot of pies wholesale for grocery stores and military commissaries in like the Northern Virginia DMV area. Um, and, um, and I spent a lot of my childhood in the bakery, <laughs> just running around and um, helping out at Thanksgiving. I, I uh, had sort of a free pass to not go to school at Thanksgiving because my parents were simply too busy to drop us off and pick us up and working all, all nighters. And um, my job at that point was to, to wrap pies mostly um, and, uh, and get orders ready for customers rather than to make them. My dad uh, had a crew of guys that he made pies with. And, um, and, uh, I always, uh, sort of like was impressed by the difference of him at home, but, and him at work, <laughs> like seeing him in his, uh, white bakery uniform with his name tag on it and his, and his sort of like fluffy hairnet. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, just like how productive he was versus like the sort of, um, sort of, uh, chill and passive guy that he was at home reading the newspaper. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, um, I grew up in that and it was always great to know what my family did, like what my parents did for a living, you know, and we right. talk about that with, with my friends and they, you know, they, their parents would have some sort of office job that they're, that they're they're you know that us kids we couldn't understand um <laughs> but I just knew my parents made pies and we brought pies everywhere we went <laughs> we tasted other people's pies everywhere every time we got a chance so mm-hmm. do you have any favorite pie making stories growing up or do you remember the first time that you made pie with your family you know what's funny is because they did things on such a big scale I didn't get that much of a chance to to try it out at the bakery when I was little there wasn't really it wasn't ever really appropriate for little little baby Petey to just like play around um, and and make a pie but um, I did when I was when I was little maybe like um, 10 bring a cookbook to to our um, my grandfather's beach house and uh, and make a uh, a, an apple pie <laughs> that I was really proud of. It was like a really different style than my parents and my dad was critiquing it as if I was just like a colleague. <laughs> you know, he's just like, well, it's a, it's a little doughy. <laughs> you know? At 10 years old. Yeah, yeah. He didn't, he, he's, uh, he's not really one for like sort of the normal social scripts and graces. And so he's, you know, giving me his, um, his very earnest uh, review of my pie. But I really liked it. I liked that it was different from my dad's. Um, and, uh, and, and that one, yeah, it was probably, yeah, around 10. I, I'm not sure quite. It was like somewhere between nine and 11, some, somewhere. Uh, but I, I did have an interest in it. And I did have, you know, sort of my own ideas of what might make the pie good. Although if I tried that pie now, I would probably have 
the same criticisms as my dad. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I love that story. Um, <laughs> did you always know that you wanted to open a pie shop or like when did that become um, one of like uh, your dream? Yeah, it's, you know, it's something that I moved away from and came back to over the years. When I was um, at, at college in, in Richmond, Virginia, I thought um, that, oh man, I could, I could open up a pie shop here, like a little pie in a coffee shop, and it would be so fun. I could do pies, but also other things. And then, then I sort of abandoned that idea and I, I became a teacher um, I had various ideas of, of um, things I might want to do, some of them food related and some of them just like community and like helping related. Um, uh, and I was a teacher here in New York for four years um, before my husband and I opened up the pie shop together. And um, I met him at, at the end of my first year and we had this conversation early on just like when we were just dating. <laughs> uh, he's like, wait, have you ever thought about opening up the shop in New York? And I said, you know, I date about it all the time because I know that people would really love it. And um, and he was like, oh, and I was like, why you, you wanna you wanna open one <laughs> with me? And um and uh, he was like, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> we, we took that conversation seriously. It was one of those conversations that we didn't have to take seriously. Like kind of like when you make plans to go on vacation with somebody after you've had a few drinks and just like, okay, well, that, that conversation never happened. <laughs> We're uh, obviously not going on vacation. Um, but no, we, we, I think that we just had this um, sort of inherent uh, trust in each other and each other's abilities. And even before we made anything sort of official in terms of getting married and having kids, we had plans to open up a pie shop together. <laughs> so we did it and it works. I don't recommend it. <laughs> I don't recommend this style of making life plans. However, it worked out really well for us. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, some of the best decisions are those spontaneous things that you go for. Um, I, I do think so, yeah. I think that too. <laughs> but what was the kind of pie landscape like in New York when you first opened because I know there are there are a few pie shops around the city now um yeah I'm curious if that was the case back then I would say that the number of dedicated pie shops is growing significantly but when when we started there were just a few there was like you know one main one in Manhattan one main one in Brooklyn mm -hmm. and um and then more general bakeries in in other boroughs um and now I would say that there's more dedicated pie shops um, and with like a wider range of pie styles. Um, and, uh, so it just seemed like, you know, you know, I have a really different approach from, of running a business from my husband. I was like, oh, I'll just make a really good product and people will love it and tell each other about it. And <laughs> that's a rather like naive way of doing things. And my husband is more analytical and, uh, sort of, um, oriented uh toward data and you know he's like it's still you know like it was not so long ago the most popular dessert in new york and um it still has the potential to be that again new york has just as much of a pie history as any other american city and so why not and let's do it in manhattan because you know there's nothing in lower manhattan lower manhattan is where we could afford it um, Lower East Side is where we could afford rent. We were really operating on a shoestring budget, um, a big chunk of which is like um, my husband Robert's poker earnings because he played poker 
uh, on the side <laughs> and then made money that way. Um, and, um, and so that's, we didn't realize uh, how, um, how very sparse our budget was um, until now. Now, if we think about doing it in the same way, it seems pretty crazy, but, um, but it worked out. Um, but yeah, I would say it was a different landscape and I'm really glad that, that, that there are more people interested in pies and developing sort of like a, their, their palette around it and seeing that like you can have this really wonderful dessert that doesn't have to be uber sweet. And it's actually really substantial if you think about it, you know, there's, there's desserts out there that are sort of light and fluffy and well, the actual cost of ingredients is very low because it's just like little flour, sugar, eggs or whatever. <laughs> Not naming any names, cake. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, no, with pies, I mean, you know, like the the crust, it's, it's quite substantial in terms of like, you know, if you're using butter and if you're using good flour, like a, that, those dense layers of, of like, you know, high quality, high price point ingredients so um so i think that's you know something important to sort of understand about pies like fruit is expensive butter is expensive so if you are making um if you're making a pie with high quality ingredients that like you should expect it to be a certain price point um and it's okay that that's not for everybody but for us like yeah we're using grass-fed butter we're using organic flour from upstate we're using local fruit whenever possible and um and that's like all reflected in the in the price point and with the growing pie scene i think that there's room for that niche yeah definitely do you is your standard crust an all butter crust mm -hmm. yeah it's all butter and it's almost as much butter as it's flour so it's like a you know eight to nine ratio of butter to flour wow. which is, is almost unheard of <laughs> wow yeah 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 not very much water um which really helps the butter flavor come through yeah so what were what were some of the what was the menu like when you first opened what were the initial pies you launched with we, I think we just had a few flavors. Um, you know, we started selling at Hester Street Fair, which is like a, a, a street fair, little market kind of situation, very small vendors um, near our Lower East Side shop while we were building it out. Um, and we, we didn't plan on being there very long. We just wanted to be there so that people knew that we were gonna be in the neighborhood. And um, so uh, at that, the, the, the big flavors that we did in the beginning, we did the salty chocolate chess, we did the brown butter honey pecan and then um, apple and um, I think a couple fruit pies, like whatever we could get, like a, like a, I think I did like a blueberry and peach combination. And, oh, and a coconut custard. That was, uh, that was really nice because it was like, a, um, there was, um, there was an older woman who came and she was coming every weekend when she saw us there and she was getting that coconut custard pie because that used to be like a thing that you could find when she was younger, um, like Entenmann's, that large uh, brand that you can find in grocery stores. They were Brooklyn based, I believe, and they made a coconut custard pie. And it was like, you know, sort of, um, you know, uh, and a product that people wanted enough for them to make it like a standard offering um, back in the day. And so, um, so when she was young, that was something you could find often. So she was really happy to see ours and to see, um, that it was actually really good. I, I'm always a little worried, you know, with our with our cost of ingredients and the fact that we pay our employees well. I'm always a little worried um, 
about um, products like value perception, the fact that we have to charge, you know, significantly more than say my parents do at their bakery in Virginia. Um, and I'm, I'm always worried about how um, older clientele will, will perceive that. But usually once they try it, they're like, okay, this is something really different. This is something really special and it's worth it. So, um, so I'm always happy when I get that reaction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's the best. I think food and pies are always tied to people's childhood and being able to provide an experience, even though it's different, uh, it's totally. just so like meaningful and valuable. Um, highly nostalgic thing. And like, if, if part of your nostalgia is like, oh, 25 cents a slice at the diner, <laughs> how do you feel about $7 a slice, you know? But, um, but I think when it's quality and it actually evokes those, that nostalgia, then it's a whole other story. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, mm -hmm. And we're really curious as to, to learn more about the expansion into the Brooklyn store and how that um, project came to be. Oh yeah. Um, well, we found out, you know, quicker than we expected that we would be growing out of the <laughs> of the shop in the city. It's really tiny. You've been there, then you know. It's a, it's a really tiny spot and the kitchen is just as tiny as upstairs. And um, so uh, you know, our our first we opened up two days before Thanksgiving in 2014. And that first Thanksgiving we made like a hundred pies. And then the next Thanksgiving we made uh, a thousand Eyes. Um, and then this past Thanksgiving between the two stores, we made over 10,000 pies. Um, um, <laughs> it was really intense. So, um, so after that Thanksgiving, that thousand pie Thanksgiving, we're like, okay, you know, this is a really tiny spot. We're going to be like renting kitchen space. And, um, and that, that's sort of like an inconvenient thing. You know, it would be better to have our own space where um, where we can, you know, do a lot of the baking, we do all the baking for the holidays ourselves, um, rather than renting one out, but we, we had to wait for the right one, um, the right spot and the, the right pl place, the right layout in the right neighborhood and, um, just for things to feel right. And so we didn't really rush that decision just because, you know, when you open a business, you go into some debt in order to, to get things started. And we didn't want to take an unreasonable amount of risk as just like a literal mom and pop business. Um, and, um, but uh, yeah, when, um, when I saw this, uh, the cafe in, in Brooklyn, I just, I just knew it was the right one. Had a nice big kitchen downstairs and I was like plotting out where the, the big walk-in freezer and the big walk-in fridge could be. And, um, and it just lended itself uh, really easily to a beautiful being a beautiful cafe space. So that's how we built it out, and um, it it has a it has a design and aesthetic that people really like and really respond to. They like being in here. So I I can't wait until we can open it up <laughs> for diners again. So we kind of get um we get uh, the benefit of having a nice beautiful space that people love uh, to spend time in and to bring to bring to meet with people in and um and a nice big kitchen downstairs that um has the capacity for us to be able to you know bake 10,000 pies at Thanksgiving so <laughs> within a short time wow yeah that's so excited exciting mm -hmm. um I'm I'm gonna have to stop by the Brooklyn pie shop because I'm from Brooklyn and we'll be moving, oh, nice. moving out and moving home <laughs> this yeah. weekend. so we'll definitely come by this summer yeah please do let me know 
Um, And then we're curious as to what's next for the pie shop. We know that you came out with a cookbook last end of last year, pie for everyone. Um, But curious is if you're working on any other really cool projects um, that our listeners should keep an eye out for. Well, right now as a business, um, you know, we feel so lucky that we made it through the pandemic. Um, A lot of businesses weren't as lucky because their products weren't as deliverable, you know, or you, you can't replicate the normal um, experience that a customer that, that you know has with your product uh, by delivery sometimes, but with pies, we're really lucky. We got to we got to send them out, and they were people's comfort food. And um, some people found us that otherwise wouldn't have. And so we are just like eternally grateful that um, we were able to stay afloat and continue employing the people that wanted to work. And um, And so right now we are facing something similar that a lot of restaurants and people in the food business are dealing with, which is like, um, you know, a lot of people left the city or a lot of people are um, sort of just like reconsidered life choices and stuff. And it's, it's a lot more difficult to hire right now, regardless of the fact that we, you know, we pay really competitively and, and that sort of thing. It's just really hot, hard to um, find enough employees to, to keep up with the work that um, we want to do. Um, and so, so uh, some of our like little, you know, our, our dreams that were, we were, you know, planning on are probably put off by about a year or something, but that's okay. I think we would love to open another shop in the city, um, make ourselves accessible to, um, to people in a, in a wider range of the city and um, maybe, maybe uptown in Manhattan or something like that. Yeah, no, definitely. I think pie is so nostalgic, like you were saying, so tied yeah. to memory, and, but also so exciting and because you can feature all of these beautiful fresh ingredients or you can come up yeah. with these flavor combinations. So there's- Right, yeah, the sky is the limit, yeah. That's, yes, that's definitely, true. definitely. Um, and so starting to wrap up, and it was interesting to hear you speak about kind of the challenges the industry is facing in terms of hiring because that's something we've heard from other people um, within the industry we've talked to as well and kind of, you know, restaurants and food establishments struggling with how to how to figure out how to, um, make up that gap with people who left. But so I'm curious to hear if you have any advice for young people who are interested in entering the industry, um, you know, either entering food and hospitality in general or interested in opening up their own places eventually, what you would tell them? Um, let's see. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that starting now, if you're interested in working in the food industry, it's actually kind of a really good time to start because you can get a really good sense of what the challenges are and if you're up to them. I mean, one aspect of the food industry is sort of like, there are times when you you have to sort of burn the candle at both ends to get things started. It's like you jump through hoops to get permits to open up, uh, you know, as uh, outdoor seating or, you know, there's so many, um, there's so many hoops to jump through um, and, uh, and there's so much pressure at times. And, and for some people, this is exciting. And for some people it's exhausting. Um, I grew up with it. So I sort of, I, 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 I saw a lot of that for, um, in my own family. And I know that it's something that, um, that kind of comes with this adrenaline rush. (laughs) So for a certain type of people, a a person, it's, it's, it, it can be kind of fun. That challenge being up to it, um, feels, 
really rewarding when you get things in motion. Um, but I would say, yeah, right now is the time to to really see if this is the kind of thing that you um, that you're really really down for. Because it's not just about um, you know, it's not just about the food and the attention that you get for the food. It, it's it's um, there's a lot of like really interesting challenges to it, um, and uh, that sort of like really show you what you can do so um so sort of working with somebody and and um who's who's facing those challenges in their business and uh and going along for the ride with them like can be like really really educational um and give you a taste of um of uh all of the uh sort of amazing things that people have to uh, amazing um hoops that they have to jump through <laughs> in order to um to to keep things moving, um, I think it's something that like it it requires like um, a very dynamic personality type. Or, um, and, you know, I, I I feel lucky because I get to run the business with my husband. And um, if I had to do this stuff by myself, I simply couldn't. But um, but uh, it's an exciting industry to be in. I think that um, that it's an it's a type of work that. Um, should be respected and you know should be well compensated and um and i think that because of the pandemic challenges and because of all of the this type of work being called essential labor um that people's ideas about it are starting to shift so um so I think it's a good and exciting time to be in the food industry. It's a sort of a renaissance and a and a sort of a breaking through and shedding things that weren't really healthy about it and starting fresh with um, with new ideas. Um, it's, it's an exciting time. Get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think there's just so many exciting things going on, and like more people are looking toward to the industry in a different light. And I think it's really awesome. Yeah, the number of little cool pop-ups, like cool bakeries, like um, that that popped up and that sort of promoted in this really, um, you know, bootstrappy kind of way. Not that you know, like I, I was impressed. I don't expect, um, I don't, I don't want people to have to do that to make ends meet, um, to pull themselves up by their their bootstraps. But I, I really amazed by the the self starters that I saw and just like the amazing, amazing products that they were making. Uh -huh. Did Shout you get to um, any? Yeah, yeah. Back alley bread. Um, oh my gosh. I can tell by a picture if if a baked good is going to be good. And I was like, ooh, this stuff is really good. Like these people really know what they're doing. And I had to stop ordering for a while because I'm like, I can't eat these amazing donuts every <laughs> like twice a week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like too much for me. Um, and then uh, gastronomy underground. They're both places that like started in the area of Brooklyn where I live and um and then they got acknowledged for their incredible talents and their and um like an incredible abilities to make like food that um that they were delivering to people's houses and still looked amazing and looked uh, you know like just really appealing and untasted and really incredible so <laughs> they're, they're yeah. like really masters yeah. of their craft yeah, absolutely. Um, and so we just would love to end with uh, our quick fire tasting menu round, which is just a speed round with questions that we 
uh, came up with are just fun short questions. Um, yeah. First question is, what's one kitchen tool that you can't live without? Oh, a whisk. <laughs> Use it for everything. Yeah. Um, next one is, what's your favorite midnight snack? Oh God. I mean, it's pie. I've even ordered <laughs> pie from my own business, which is like the brattiest thing. <laughs> which pie did you order? Um, usually I order um, coconut custard and then I tell whoever's working there to surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the most underrated pie at the shop? Ooh, um, you know, we haven't offered it in a while, lemon chess. When we have it, um, people really appreciate it, but it just sort of goes, it's like a wallflower. I love it though, it's so delicious. <laughs> Yum. Uh, what's your pie topping of choice? Is it double crust, lattice, streusel, open? Oh, oh yeah. You know, I love double crust because uh, for a fruit pie, it's just the right proportion with exactly the right amount of crust. Even though lattice looks cute, it's, it's not quite the proportions I'm looking for. Um, and then finally, who's someone in the food world that's doing something cool that you would love to give a shout out to? Oh, yeah. Um, I would love to give a shout out to Pablo and Roxy from Gastronomy Underground, who are making just the most astoundingly delicious um, Mexican meals for delivery all over Brooklyn and now part of Manhattan. And they started doing some Mexican wines in there. It's really cool. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome we'll have to check them out for sure yeah <laughs> um well thank you so much Petra it was such a pleasure to meet you and talk all about kind of pies and your upbringing and how that's all um you know created this amazing pie shop in New York thank you so much these were really great questions and um, and I, I love talking with you <laughs> And that's a wrap on our episode with Petra. You can keep up with her and all things pie at PD's Pie on Instagram. And be sure to order a slice or visit the shop whenever you're in the city next. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm Elena Cho. And I'm Maggie Tang. And this is Gourmand.